Amen. Thank you, Heather. We, we definitely need the Lord. It's hard to imagine what life would be like without Him. Um, we're in the book of Romans, and as you turn there, we'll let our children be dismissed to Children's Church. imagine um, you're, you're going to plant a, a tree and you start with a seed and you get that seed in the ground and it eventually sprouts and you have a little sapling and it grows up into one day it becomes a mature tree and is actually bearing fruit so you you start with the seed and you end with the fruit years later but you know everything that is needed to end up to that point of bearing the fruit is actually already in the seed you plant in the ground well the verse we're going to look at today is like that seed verse for the book of Romans and when it sprouts and grows and bears fruit that's the rest of the book of Romans that's what we're going to look at for the rest of Romans and the the seed verse is verse 17 now I think it might help us to get a running start up to it and uh, let's start at verse 13 just to remember the context of what we've looked at in the last couple weeks so Romans 1 13 to begin with now I do not want you to be unaware brethren that I often planned to come to you but was hindered until now that I might have some fruit among you also just as among the other Gentiles I am a debtor both to Greeks and to barbarians, both to wise and to unwise. So as much as is in me, I am ready to preach the gospel to you who are in Rome also. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. Now here's our verse. For in it, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. What we're going to look at briefly today is the righteousness of God as revealed in this verse. Uh, and this verse tells us basically a couple of things, the revealing of God's righteousness and then the, the giving of God's righteousness. In thinking about the revealing of God's righteousness here, how is God's righteousness revealed? Verse 17, for in it the righteousness of God is revealed. Well, first of all, it's revealed by the gospel. The, the verse begins with this word for, which is explanatory. That is, the, the, the purpose that the word for serves at the head of the verse is to say, I'm going to explain now what I just said. I'm, I'm going to tell you why or how this ha comes to be. So he's, he's going back to verse 16. And which says, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ for it. In it is the power of God for salvation 
So how is it the power of God for salvation? For in it, the righteousness of God is revealed. The four points back saying, this is the explanation of verse 16. And then notice the in it. The, the it is referring back to the gospel. For in the gospel is uh, the, the righteousness of God is revealed. Now, so pointing back to the gospel in verse 16, what it says of the gospel there is that it is the power of God for salvation. The, and the power, in what way is this power for salvation? He is now explaining in verse 17 that the way that it is the power of God is righteousness is revealed. That's what's happening. When, when we first uh, think about the gospel, or maybe especially when we first hear the gospel, the tendency is to think um, meocentric instead of you know, theocentric would be thinking of God-centeredness. Meocentric is I'm, I'm the center, and that's, that's typically how people look at life. It's how it revolves around us. And so the, the way we first come across the gospel, it is, this is great news for me. And, and of course it is, right? I mean, it's the best news you could ever hear. It's the, the good news, the gospel, the, the great news that Christ died for our sin on the cross and whoever believes in him has their sin taken away. That's indeed great news. And so we receive it that way as thinking, what a gift. What a, what a great thing. I, I get salvation. I get pardon for sin. I get, I get heaven eventually. So you see how it's natural for us to, to look at the gospel very meocentrically. And to a point that that's okay. So we're going to think about it like, like it's a gift here. So we're going to, this is our, our gift of salvation Bring it right down to the edge here. So here's, I've received this gift, okay? This is my gift of salvation. This, this is the gospel, all wrapped up for me. I've got it, I received it. Thank you, God, for the gift. And now, I want to know more about this gift. So I'm gonna open this up. And, and as I think about the the gospel, the gift here, I want, to, I want to examine it more closely and think what's, what's inside the gospel? What, what's the gospel made up of? What, what makes it so special? And so I, as I begin to, to look at it, I see there's, there's more involved. There's, there's the righteousness of God is in it. It's, it's not... When I really get to look at it, it's not about me. It's about, it's the, the righteousness of God. The more I look into the gospel, the more I see him. The more I see how great he is. At first it's about me. The more I look at it, the gospel, it reveals how great God is. And, uh, 
So that's just a little way of thinking about that. That's really what Paul's saying here, I think. For in it, the righteousness of God is revealed. That's the great thing about it. And, and he says, for in it, meaning this is why it has such power. Ever wonder, how, how is it that the gospel has power? Is it the words? Is it the story of it? How, how is it that it has power? It's because there's righteousness in it. The exact thing that I need, that I'm lacking, that, that I have to have to get to heaven, the righteousness, is what God gives through the cross. And so this verse becomes the theme of the whole book of Romans. The rest of Romans, Paul is going to explain how we need this righteousness, how we get this righteousness, and how this righteousness directs our life, and how faith is related to righteousness. And so the revealing of God's righteousness, how is it revealed? By the gospel, first of all, and secondly, it is by faith. We've already seen in verse 16, for it is the power of God to everyone who believes. And now we see faith again in verse 17. Three times that the word faith pops up here. For in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, just as it is written, the just shall live by faith. And so it is from, from faith to faith. And that might mean um, like from one level of faith to the next level of faith. And if you're a believer, you've experienced that. You know, you start out with a kind of low level, base, basic level package of faith, right? And then you start growing in that faith. And it's from one level of faith to the next level of faith. It's kind of like 2 Corinthians 18 that talks about going from one level of glory to the next level of glory as we progress in Christian life. So it could mean that from one level of faith to the next. But um, although that's true, probably the way to take this is it means that it is from faith from beginning to the end in a Galatians 3 kind of a way oh foolish Galatians you who started in the faith how will you proceed in the flesh why were you trying to live by the flesh so it's the Christian life is one of faith from beginning to end we start with faith we end with faith it, faith covers it all that's how we that's how we relate to God is by faith. So the revelation of God's righteousness is by the gospel and it's by faith. Um, go a couple of chapters into Romans uh, chapter 3, verse 21 and 22. <clears throat> Romans 3, 21 and 22 tell us a little bit more about the connection of righteousness and faith. Verse 21 says, But now the righteousness of God apart from the law is revealed, being witnessed by the law and the prophets, even the righteousness, the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ to all and on all who believe, for there is no difference. So again, it's, it's the righteousness of God 
specifically here, through faith in Jesus Christ. That's how we get there. That's how we, we see it. So the first thing we've looked at in the, the revealing of God's righteousness is how is God's righteousness revealed? And just to consider briefly next, what is being revealed about God's righteousness? His righteousness is revealed, but what is being revealed? There are two things here. The first is how God gives righteousness. Verse 17, for in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. So how God gives this righteousness is through the gospel. It is in it for the righteousness of God is revealed. It's part of the gospel. It's in it. You see, the only way to understand it, the only way to see God's righteousness is in the gospel. Have you noticed that people are really kind of confused about God and um, struggle with the concept of righteousness and, and especially things like justice in the world? I mean, if, if God is righteous God, why is there injustice in the world? If, if God is righteous, why is there so much unfairness going on? Why is there war and inequity and so people are looking at those things and that brings to their mind this just doesn't make sense I don't see righteousness it's because looking all those places for righteousness and Paul is saying that righteousness to see the righteousness of God it is it's in the gospel if you don't look at the gospel, you won't see the righteousness of God. God revealed how righteous he is in the person of Christ, and we find that out in the gospel. So if a person refuses to look to Christ, God's display of righteousness, they're not going to see it and looking at each other. That's a losing cause. It is only seen in Christ himself so the gospel reveals the righteousness of God specifically it is through the cross go to uh, 2nd Corinthians chapter 5 so turn right two books 2nd Corinthians 5 21 a very significant verse on this Second Corinthians 5:21 For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in him So God made Christ the one who was the sinless one 
He made him who knew no sin to be sin for us. And in this exchange on the cross, he did it so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. And that's what Paul is talking about in 17. For in it, in the gospel, this the story about Christ dying on the cross and taking on our sin, in it, righteousness is revealed. The righteousness that God wants to give to us through the cross. Now back to Romans 1. Um, Paul is talking about what is being revealed about God's righteousness here first how God gives righteousness through the gospel and through the cross, but also how righteous God is. It's not just that God gives it, but how righteous God is. The righteousness of God is revealed. Now the word revealed here, there's a couple of things about it. First of all, it is a, it's a present tense verb. The, the righteousness of God is revealed as compared to, say, um, it could have been a past perfect. Like, the righteousness of God has been revealed in the gospel. But I think it's significant that it's present. The righteousness of God is revealed in the gospel. For in it, the righteousness of God is being revealed, present tense. Every time the gospel is given, every time the gospel is seen, people see something of the righteousness of God. It's a, so it's a continual revelation. It keeps going on. Every time the gospel is given and, and seen, as people start looking at it, they see the righteousness and the more, they, the more they look at it, the more they see. Now it takes, may take a while to fully appreciate that. I, I, that certainly was the case for me. But eventually that's what they see. So it is revealed. The word revealed is um, apocalypso, from which we get apocalypse. And you may recognize that as a kind of an end time scenario kind of word, right? the apocalypse and it's fitting because uh, really what apocalypse means is uncovering or a kind of a, a final unveiling taking away the final covers un, unveiling finally the, the end of the story it's like uh, you've seen the, uh, the TV show, show uh, um, uh, Extreme Home Makeover you know what I'm talking about where the, uh, someone has some kind of a need and this crew comes in and they, they rebuild their home, add on to it, maybe totally redo it and put all kinds of new gadgets and stuff in it. It's really cool. I mean, the stuff they do is just neat. And then by the end of the show, the, the family has been sequestered away somewhere so they don't see what's going on. And they're driven back to their home site and, and they call this when they finally show it the whole, here it is, they call this the grand reveal. Now, if, if they were talking in Greek, the word for the grand reveal would be the apocalypse. 
That's it. That's the, the final uncovering, the, uh, the grand reveal. And that's, that's the word revealed here. For in it, in the gospel, the righteousness of God is, is fully uncovered. It is, is finally revealed. So if you want to see what God's righteousness is like, you look into the gospel. It is the righteousness of God. Um, how to take this, the genitive here of God, there's several ways. Uh, it could be a, a possession. That's how we normally take, would take it. That would just mean that uh, the righteousness which God has in himself, the righteousness which belongs to God, possess of God's righteousness, the righteousness of God. And so that the more we, we look at the gospel, the more we see righteousness, and what we see is the, the righteousness that is in God, we, see, we, we begin to see the closer we look, how righteous he is. And it begins to really dawn on us. This, this is how righteous God is. And, and I don't know about you, but I, I have found that to be true myself. As, as I think more and more about the gospel, I see more and more of the beauty of God. How, how wonderful he is. How righteous he is. And what it took for him to be able to make the gospel available to us. Also it could be a genitive of source, which means it's the righteousness which uh, God gives, the righteousness which God bestows on us. And that's true too. God does that. We, what we see of the righteousness here is that's the righteousness he gives. That's why 2 Corinthians 5.21, he made him sin who knew no sin that we might become the righteousness of God. But another interesting way to look at it, which is kind of unique in this passage, is that it is really talking about the activity of God. The righteousness which God does, the righteousness of God in that sense. Look at verse 18. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth and unrighteousness. Now next week we'll begin to work on verse 18, but I just want to point out the first phrase here that the wrath of God is revealed from heaven and so forth. It's, but you see, it's a parallel phrase, parallel statement. The, the righteousness of God is revealed Verse 17, the wrath of God is revealed. Verse 18, those are surely meant to be taken parallel in some way. So if you think about the wrath of God is revealed, the, the wrath of God is not just that God is angry. Based on that, but when we think about the wrath of God, we don't just think God's upset. But the wrath of God, I mean, that conjures up activity. God is God is going to do something about his anger at sin and his anger at injustice. And God, God is going to be active about it. God doesn't just get angry about it. He is the righteous judge and wrath will come. So if that's true about verse 18, 
the wrath of God is revealed, then the idea of activity might be part of verse 17. The righteousness of God is revealed. Not just to say that God has righteousness. It's a wonderful thing to to look at that and try to, to see how righteous God is, but to understand that it is something active, that it's the opposite of God pouring out wrath. It is God pouring out righteousness, pouring out righteousness on us. And what is going on in the gospel is God doing that. He doesn't want us to just see it. He wants us to be flooded with it. Now, quickly, we'll, we'll go to a second point and try to wrap this up a little bit quicker. The, the giving of God's righteousness. And some of this we've already talked about in, in some way. It is, it is, first of all, of course, given by God. For in it the righteousness of God is revealed. That becomes, like I said, the theme of Romans. The, the righteousness of God being poured out and how we obtain that. Just a couple of places to look as an example. Romans 3, starting at verse 23. A few moments ago, we looked at Romans 3, 21 and 22. Pick up at verse 23. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. As the free gift of God, verse 24 says, without any cost to us, it is given, the being justified freely through the redemption. And verse 25, whom God set forth as the propitiation by his blood. He's the payment for the gift through faith to demonstrate, look at this, to demonstrate his righteousness because in his forbearance, God passed over the sins that were previously committed to demonstrate, to, to show clearly, to reveal at the present time his righteousness, that he might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. So it's, it's the giving of this righteousness. He makes it clear and he gives it. Chapter 5, verse 17. Talking about the difference between what we get from Adam and what we get from the second Adam, Christ. The first Adam, we get a sin nature. For if by one man's offense death reigned through the one, much more those who receive abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness will 